Welcome back to the It Takes Two podcast. We are your hosts, Adrian and Spencer Nakamura. Adrian Marie and Spencer William Hisaichi. Whoa, we just yep. went went there. Not a lot of people know my middle name, both my middle names. So I can't two, even spell it. The two it. crew are in the inside info now. Yeah, welcome to the inner circle. Yeah, it's a good place to be. Uh, we got episode 13 today, and I hope that you guys are having an awesome day. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I just realized I know. now. Hold on, hold on. I know what you're going to say. I know. We'll discuss it later. Oh, wait. Put a pin in it. I was going to say. I don't want to spoil what we're going to talk about later. I, oh, I don't think we're talking about the same thing then. I was going to say, I'm thinking about when this episode comes out, it's going to be Friday, 13th episode. It's not what you were thinking? No. Uh, <laughs> no, so that's then that's actually not going to be good for our first segment. So um, we'll get, I'll, I'll t- put a pin in it and I'll tell you. You're like, guys, just get to the point. We don't know what you guys are mind melding about. We're we not mind melding. We don't know either. So anyways, we will come back to that. But for our first segment today... We thought it would be fun to do a little um, question and answer mm-hmm. type segment. Do you really know me? Yeah. So something fun that we're going to play, but something that maybe could inspire you to dive deeper into your questions with your person at home, your boyfriend, girlfriend, your spouse. Yeah, I think so. Like sometimes I feel like I know it's I know you so much but then when we started saying oh we're gonna do these questions I was a little bit nervous I'm like oh, I got nervous too I don't know you know they're different questions and they're ma- they're meant to yeah do you know me and also you know it, it leads to fun conversations I want to preface by saying I do believe that I actually know you mm, but these you. are like you know some of them are fun some of them are yeah. deep and I feel like it also just invites you know, more queries to just dive deeper into your relationship and get to know each other on a on a personal level. Yeah, yeah. And, and we you didn't may che- think that you've arrived, but maybe you haven't. Yeah, we didn't cheat to like. No, we don't. I don't even know if I'm going to know what I'm going to write for myself, but. Okay. It's okay. So what's the first question? So we have five questions. And so we brought notepads. And so we're going to write down what our answer would be for ourself mm-hmm. and then um we'll try to guess the other's answer okay so the first question will be how do you know when i'm angry okay so do i write down how <laughs> i know how i'm angry and then below it how i know that you're angry and then we share them together that we really i always tell people that like we have an outline but we want it to be super raw and real okay so no, no, whenever it, we it, do it, it, it it's like oh we don't know what the other's gonna say i got it i'll we write down what we think each other's answer is gonna be and then we audibly say our answer before we show or so you just write down what you think for me i just write down what i think for you and then we'll take turns sharing no i i'm gonna write down <laughs> you guys are like you guys are really having a marriage discussion here on this camera. So I'm going to write down when I am angry, what I do. And you're going <laughs> to guess what, what, okay. Like when I'm angry, this is how you know when I'm angry. Okay. And I'll be so, like, no, what does it mean? I'm angry. Gotcha. So I, I'll write for me how you know when I'm angry. How I should know when you're angry. And I'm going to guess <laughs> how I think I know when you're angry. This is kind of like a, a weird question, I guess. You came up with this one. But how should I know when you're angry? Yeah. How should I know when you're angry? 
and then we're we're sharing a pen <laughs> because sharing is caring. Okay, um, is how should one. you know when I'm angry? Hmm. Let's see. I'm thinking about my answer for you. How I how I know when you're angry. Well, there are many different signs. <laughs> I got a couple. I I think I know. Okay. Okay. Well, you go first. What do you think? What do you think? When so, I... how do I know when you're angry? <laughs> um, I feel like you get very quiet. Like when when you're angry, you just kind of like shut down, and I'm like, oh crap, I really did it now. I put. <laughs> I give you the look. I do get a look like this. <laughs> it's a very specific look. Yeah. Like, you just made me very angry. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. But that's true. And I, I get so, like, not scared, but, like, I feel so bad. I'm like, I blew, I blew. I got to overcorrect. I know. I just made him there mad. There is. It's so funny because I, like I was just mean. thinking about Yeah, because I'm not going to. I don't. We don't At fight. At home, he's not like this. We don't, <laughs> <laughs> we don't fight, like, in public around people. It's just, like, we just don't do that. Because, hello, let's be self-aware. No one wants to get Nobody into your wants. Like, that's awkward for everybody, okay? So, we don't fight in public. But, so, I'll give her <laughs> what? Yeah, never mind. <laughs> You're uh, mind meld. Um, okay. So, so, how do you know when I'm angry? How I know when you're angry, I will say when you are, when you become very short and disengage. Oh my gosh, you gave two answers? Mm -hmm. We wrote in markers, so hopefully you guys could read what we wrote. I wrote, when I'm mean or I isolate. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny that's so the same that's amazing oh, oh so i think you got it spot on i think that that's pretty good i didn't really get what you wrote but i think it's true that's very good okay what's the second one okay second question is what is my most and least favorite food most so, and least okay my favorite food and then my least. Most, okay. I already know yours. I feel like I have to think about my least. I, th I know there's something. I like a lot of foods. That's why. I'm like, I, I like a lot, a lot of foods. So, <laughs> my most and my least. Okay. 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 I'm like, you guys, I one time... When I was in the office, I don't know if I've ever shared this before, but I made a list of all the foods I don't like and I posted it for all of my team to know so that when they suggested like team outings that they wouldn't suggest things I didn't like. That's and so it was facts. super long. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, well, I sh shoot. I'm, I'm trying to think my, mo my least favorite. Were you pretty confident in this? Of mine? No, of mine. Well, Spencer's not a picky eater. He'll pretty yeah. much eat anything. And even the things that like previously, like you used to not like tomatoes, but now you like them. Yeah. Or you used to say that you wouldn't eat like. I know that there's something that I'm like, I don't like. You used to not like barbecue oh, sauce. Oh, but I now, got mine. I got mine. You used to mine. not like barbecue sauce, but now you do. So I like, mine. I feel like you just have evolved so much. I'm a very cultured man. Okay. 
So do you want to go first or you want me to go first? So your favorite food? Well, wait, no, I have to say it because you already wrote it down. Are oh, you guessing I wrote... mine or you want me to guess yours? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I was supposed to write down mine? Yeah. I'm okay. guessing yours. Okay. I accidentally wrote down yours. I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind. Okay. 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 I'm messing I hope up the you game. know yours. I'm messing up the game. That's okay. okay. You're fired. Uh, okay. Got it. Live and in action. All right. So, All right, so since you definitely know what mine is, what did you put for my favorite? I and would least put favorite? your favorite is pasta. Mm-hmm. If we have to get specific, bolognese. Okay. And your least favorite is mushrooms. Oh, that is good. I, I always say I don't eat fungus. I put my favorite as pasta and pizza, and then my least as veggies slash Asian oh, food. Oh, you just went for a whole category. Normally, I just like to cut up things entirely yeah that's pretty much my style yeah but listen me and adrian's biggest marital dispute is actually like how we disagree on how she doesn't like asian food because she actually likes a good amount of asian food i it's just easier to cancel out categories for me (laughs) because i just don't want people to make assumptions i'm not gonna eat okay but i was technically right because you are right but i wouldn't say that's like my premium least favorite food but yeah Okay. It's still out. What would you say for <laughs> Like me? I said, there's a long list. I just kind of tried to be generic with it. Most and least. Your favorite food, I want to say, is like steak. Okay. And then your least favorite food. Like I said, I know things that you used to not like, but you like them now. So I feel like it's probably something like... This one makes sense. It's kind of something exotic, I you're, would you're think. Gonna, you're going to know exactly. You're going to be like, oh. Spencer Lily will eat anything. What's your final answer? Doesn't exist. <laughs> you like everything. Uh, my most is steak and my <gasps> least is Indian. Oh, yeah. I guess that yeah. makes it, But you used to like Indian, so like it's changed. It's because I took a Because he trip. went to India on a mission trip and it was so dirty. There and it was... Honestly, and I'm not saying this as a whole nation, but New Delhi, we obviously in the impoverished areas and it was. Um, yeah, because you're serving people. So and we were eating food there and it just was not, it didn't do, it didn't really do me well for the whole Indian food category. So did you I get kinda, sick? Oh no, you weren't supposed to eat certain things. So like it was just your that, experience it was, was obviously yeah. different because you were serving yeah. people in yeah. a different community. So, okay. He doesn't, he didn't like it anymore. What's the next one? Um, the next question is. What is one event that has changed the course of your life? Whoa. I know. Kind of a deep one, but... One event that has changed the course of my life. You got a little bit of a warm-up, and um, now we will proceed with something deep. I feel like I know what you're going to write, but I'm like, what um, am I going to write? One event. Or or maybe like a defining moment. A defining moment. Okay. You know what I mean? That has changed the course of your life. Okay. All right. The course of my life. This is crazy. There's so many moments I feel like, but I'm thinking about you. Let's see. I think there's a couple moments to pick from. Yeah. Here you go. Um, Defining moment for you for the yep. rest of your life. Yep. My thought goes to like when the Allison family brought you to church. I feel like that changed the course of your life mm-hmm. because obviously there was just no other way for you to go that route. Yeah. Um, but then I also think of like you not playing soccer and coming to do MI. 
Okay. What would you say? What do you know? You can't pick two answers. You got to pick one. I'm going to say the Allisons. Oh, it's so close. Doing MI. Doing Ministry Institute. Not yet. The internship's where the internship, we met. That's where we met. But that's uh, why it was definitely on my list. Yes, yes. Okay, for you, defining moment. I'm going to say when <laughs> I'm going to say when your parents kicked you out of the house. Oh, I wrote breakups. <laughs> that's very similar, very similar. I feel like um you know, at your lowest moments yeah. is when you learn and grow the most and you know, my trajectory and honestly, I, I couldn't really pick one. There's probably like two relational breakups mm-hmm. and then like two friendship breakups that really like drove me into like where I am today. Yeah, that is true. And I think for the better. So yeah. I just put breakups in general because defining moment, it, it can go under a category. Yeah. I feel like you're going so generic. I'm going very specific. I'm sorry, but I, I am getting it. Yeah, that is true. I think we're doing pretty good. I'm actually, you were so nervous and I feel like we're doing really we good. We are doing good. It's like we actually know each other. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is there one more? Um, Two more. Two more. Okay. Question number four is where do I feel safest? So where do you feel safest? Where do I feel safest? Mm-hmm. Do you know right now? Do you want to write? Um, I'm thinking. Where do I feel safest? I know it's like not only do we have to think about each other's answer, we have to think about our own our answer. Our own. Um, um, say, okay. I think I got one. I mean, it's. Hmm. I don't know if I'll get yours. Really? I mean. Okay. This is an interesting one. Okay. Okay. For you, I would, I think where you feel safe is, I would say Grandma Marge's. (laughs) I wrote Kellogg. Got him. My Grandma Marge lives and, okay, there's something I want to describe. Okay. So, the mean reds. If you don't know what they are, it's not the blues. The blues. You're sad, that's all. The mean reds? Yeah, when you're feeling the mean reds. Oh. The blues. Oh. It means It's not the blues. That means you're sad. Yeah. You know? Sad girl. But the mean reds are when you're afraid. You don't know what you're afraid of. You're mm-hmm. lost. Where are you going to feel the safest when you feel like you need to find yourself? Yeah. And I feel like that is here. Yep. yep. For me. Bye. Love you. Kellogg. Okay, what's, what did you say for me? You're, where do you feel safe? I don't know why I'm laughing. Like, I feel like you're going to say a joke. I'm not, but it's just like, it's, I don't know. I feel like you feel safest at home with me. Okay, that's pretty close. Is it? I said, in my bed with my pups and AG. That is close. That is close. I just think about the moments where you felt that way, like what has helped you the most. And I feel like that. That I can actually. just think about those moments that brought you back up, and that's where I think. That is true. Yeah, yeah. There are moments where I was like, "Yes, I the just puppies. Need... Of course, the puppies." Yeah, but I, I don't know. It's just like after a long day, it's like just getting into bed, pups, mm-hmm. you chilling. That's like my best, my, my favorite place. 
Okay, last question. This was fun. Yeah, this is good. Um, if you had to use one word to describe yourself, what would you use? Hmm. So I'm describing myself. You're describing yourself. Yeah. Uh, one word to describe yourself. Okay, that is accidentally messed up. Okay. Okay, well, I feel like you're just going to know why it's, like, super easy. Is it? Okay, what would you say? I Besides don't... gorgeous, stunning, beautiful. <laughs> I was just going to say, man, uh... Oh, really? I feel like it's, like, always what we talk about. But... Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say, I'm thinking, like, fabulous or fun. Oh, Oh, woo, woo, woo. that's not what I wrote, but I, write? but I agree. Copy and paste all that. I wrote just loyal. Oh, duh. I just yeah. wrote like, what's one to describe yourself? Yeah. Like, like everyone would just say, oh, Adrian's loyal. That's true. Of course, she's an it girl. Of course, she's an icon. Of course, she's gorgeous. <laughs> of, course, of course, of course, of course. But that's... like, I feel like this is like, oh, why did I the hallmark of, of who Adrian Nakamura is? That should have been an easy guess for me. But... I thought it would be, but it's no big deal. All right. I now, agree with everything you said. What do you think? <laughs> I. One word to describe yourself. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to write charismatic. That's a, That's a pretty good guess. I feel like what you wrote didn't sound that long, but that's kind of what I was thinking you would say. I put steady. Okay, yeah, you are. I mean, charismatic, sure, but I feel like there's definitely more, a lot more charismatic people out there that, like, has a defining characteristic of that. I feel like my most, I don't know, is steady. Yeah, I would agree. Well, and I thank you for being the steady one when we all know that I'm the crazy, <laughs> crazy lady the crazy. in the house. But you're the loyal one. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. So watch yeah. out if you cross my people. Yeah, but it'd be fun. Like, ask that with your... That was fun. I didn't... We did good. That was good, honestly. Honestly, that would have been a little embarrassing if we got every single answer wrong and people are like, it'd do you guys so even know funny, each other? Though. But, like, you guys answer these questions and hopefully you guys have some fun or learn something. I, I think I didn't really, like, learn anything about you, but just how you would describe yourself is interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. And you could do... I mean, there's, like, we looked up... Or you can look up these questions online. There's so There's many so like many. articles out there. It's like 250 questions that you should know about your significant yeah. other. And I'm like, oh, wow. Let's just do five. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Coming back to the pin. It's episode 13. And mm -hmm. the title of our episode today is What is True Love? Ooh. And what we wanted to talk about is going through 1 Corinthians 13 and it's mm -hmm. episode 13. Oh, that's what you were thinking. Yeah. Oh, Gosh, you were having a way more biblical mind than I was. I was thinking of Friday the 13th. Well, it's not Friday the 13th. It's just Friday with 13 episodes. But yeah, so we're excited to go through this and mm -hmm. talk about what does the Bible say true love is? And, you know, kind of like if you guys watched the episode about, um, vows yeah we kind of went line by line and really like dissected what you're saying and the meaning and the depth of that and so we wanted to do that with first corinthians 13 and what is true love mm -hmm. what does the bible say yeah so we'll, we'll just read it or i'll read off 
what Maybe it says Maybe read here. it through and let's come back to yeah, it. Yeah, and then we'll come back to it. But basically, this is Paul the Apostle speaking on love, the way of love. So 1 Corinthians 13, and it starts in verse 4. He says, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. And then I don't know if we want to talk about verse seven. It says love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So, mm-hmm. so we can kind of just take this segment by segment. And, what about and, eight? What's eight? Scoop, hmm? scoop. Next page. I'll keep going to eight. Love never ends. As oh, that's what I wanted to hear. Oh, okay. Love never fails. You know, another translation. Love never fails. No, love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when it, when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. Yeah. Love never fails. Love I just never love fails. that just boom punchline at the end, yeah. you know. Okay. So we can take this segment by segment if you want and just kind of starting with in verse four, love is patient and kind. So what does that mean to you? I'm so glad you asked. Well, when, I, when we were talking about this earlier, I was thinking about it on my own and thinking about patience and kindness and not just the attribute themselves, but they're also fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So when you think about what are fruits of the spirit, it's the fruit of your life because of the relationship that you have with God and what manifests because of that. Mm. And patience and kindness are two of those things. So I think it's interesting that you're taking the fruits of the spirit and how you are to love people. Obviously love is one of them, but kindness. I mean, there's just so much to be said about someone who is kind. Yeah. And I think that is very important for guys to hear too. Like husbands, it's it's really important because, you know, there's so much in a man that demands them to be, you know, a strong, masculine, aggressive yeah. at times, protective. And, and in doing that, I feel like a lot of the daily life too can, can demand that out of a man because that's just who we are, were created to be. But I think more men need to hear, more husbands need to hear that your wife doesn't need the warrior all the time. Like sometimes, you know, that she needs the gentle spirit. And, and I think it's hard to, to, to flip that switch, but like, I think too many guys sometimes they're not gentle and kind with their wife. It's like they're trying to will their their marriage and they talk to their wife how they talk to their guys, which is like it's so it's not, not compatible, you know? It's like you should not be calling your wife bro. Yeah. <laughs> we have discussed I, that. I said do not bro me. Sometimes like when I you know, it's like I'm I get excited and I'm telling a story and it's like it was like it's crazy and bro. Like I know I'm not supposed to call you bro, but sometimes I'll slip out. It's almost like, like an expression, you, you know, yes. like, oh dude or I'm like, Don't bro me. Yeah. But the, like the way that you talk to your guy friends is not how you should talk to your wife. And then you should reserve a special tenderness towards mm-hmm. her. That's how like you lead you lead well and that's what's kindness is about it's like it's if you if you're not kind you're not showing what true love is yeah my mom always says if you're not being kind you're being mean mm. so oh how do i know that i'm being kind or how how do i know if i'm not well, if you're not being kind you're being mean yeah and kindness is like it's it's a very objective thing where it's like if somebody says you're not being kind you're not being kind yeah i feel like you know let's not debate this on 
because the way that you make somebody feel, yeah, if you're not being kind, your spouse is like, ah, oh, well, you make me feel this way. Well, it's like, no, like if, if I say something towards you, you take it a certain way, then that's like, okay, I have to check in my spirit. Okay, maybe I'm, maybe I'm being a little bit harsher than I realize. Yeah, so I think we want the strength, but we also need the softness. Mm -hmm. So in a relationship, kindness is important. Patience is important. We've yes. talked so much about how to journey with each other through growth or through different seasons that maybe there's struggle and having the patience to do that together is a really big deal. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, I mean, it's endurance, it's sacrifice. It's and all if these love things. is never fails, if love lasts forever, that's a long time. It's a long so patience time. or, you know, otherwise known as long suffering, mm -hmm. you know, you need to be able to have patience to run the race for the long haul. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, going on, patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant. Actually, let's just start. Stop. We'll split into twos. Love does not envy or boast. Yeah. Envy. That's good. Um, I, I just, it, it shouldn't be this way, but it is because people are human where I think envy creeps into a lot of relationships because you're so close in nature, like with each other all the time. And then things can just like randomly become a competition. And we talk about this often because we're very competitive people, mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, you, if you realize and really understand that you are one, like you are a team, you're a marriage, then you're never envious of yourself. You know, it's like, that's like the weirdest concept to be jealous of yourself. That doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. So likewise in a marriage, I mean, if you're really seeing it as one, like that doesn't leave any room to say, oh, they're doing this. They have this, the, these friends, they have this job, they have all of this and be envious of that because you're a team. Yeah, and not only within the confines of your marriage, but love doesn't envy anything outside of that either. Mm-hmm. Wanting something that you don't have. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that that can get really dangerous too. Where, I and we've talked about this a little bit, but like your marriage, it's hard to, or it's hard not to look and say, well, I wish my spouse did that, or I mm -hmm. wish my spouse was like that person, or you look at another yes. relationship and you're like, well, th that husband, that wife does that, that for them, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and when you get into that pattern of thinking, I just think it can be really, really damaging and toxic. It's that shoulda, coulda, woulda, grass is always greener on the other side type of mentality mm -hmm. that is never going to bring you contentment when you're comparing. So I think, yeah, envy is just such a dangerous game that's yeah. never going to leave you feeling fulfilled. Mm -hmm. But doesn't boast. Love doesn't boast. Love doesn't boast. Yeah. Uh, boasting is so annoying. I think pride is the most unattractive thing mm -hmm. in someone. Yeah. And believe, I mean, believe it or not, boasting can definitely play a role in your marriage. And you, that's why I'm just saying, like, you have to be so careful in the way that you articulate yourself with your wife with your husband with your boyfriend with your girlfriend um, because yes like we celebrate our victories but you have to also be mindful of how are you really looking at the other person and celebrating them too mm -hmm. because if you're not then you're just like uh, talking about yourself and talking about your successes and it can feel as if somebody's getting left behind 
Yeah. And we don't want a monologue, you know? We want mm-hmm. someone who has humility. So, like, what's the opposite of boasting and prideful? Because love is not those things. The opposite of that is humility. Yeah. And, and humility is, I don't know, it'll just relax a room instantly. Mm-hmm. If there's tension, if there's arguing, if there's fighting, if... You know, it what, brings you down to earth and I think it makes you relatable. Yes. So even if maybe you are on this mountaintop and you're the only one feeling success right now, like having humility and I mean, we're all human. Mm-hmm. We're all going to fall short. We all are flawed. We're born into sin. And so when you when you have humility and really recognize the grace that you have over your life because of your relationship with Jesus, I think it just I think it's really grounding. Yes, and it's it's important to not assume that each other knows things without verbalizing it in the yeah. sense of like humbling yourself is important because it's like, well, she knows that I I don't think that way about myself. Well, maybe, mm-hmm. but you it, it'll do a lot for you if you vocalize it too. Like, hey, I realize that, you know, I value you, I see you, I mess up in these areas. That can be the best thing that you can do Whenever there's tension. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So does not envy, does not boast. Uh, it is not arrogant or rude. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. A I mean, rude dude is gotta go. <laughs> get, a, get, a, get away from those rude dudes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's just even the, you're talking about opposites, what it is and what it isn't. It's kind. It's not rude. You want to like feel loved and celebrated and appreciated and I don't know. I just think there's nothing that's going to bring you down or make you feel more defeated than a person that you're with that is just rude to you. Also, who wants that? Yeah, it and it's it's easy to like I don't know. I just feel like sometimes relationships can in an unhealthy context become this thing where you hold off all of your rudeness from the day and you know you're not supposed to be rude to your coworkers or your employees or your boss and then all of a sudden you just like throw up on your spouse when you get home and so it's not to say that like you don't feel these emotions but you have to realize like all of this you just have to submit to the lord and it's like you had there's no excuse for being rude there mm-hmm. really isn't like you oh well they deserved it well, according to scripture, that rudeness has no place in love. Yeah. So if if you're rude in any sense, even if you feel like, well, they were rude at me, so I'm not rude at them. No, that's that's not the case because it's obviously clearly defined in scripture that it is not love is not arrogant or rude. So mm-hmm. there's it's it's kind of like that zero tolerance idea. Yeah, and I love the affirmation of what love is in this passage but also the balance of what it's not i just think Mm -hmm. it could always just say all the good and hearts and flower things but it also gives a lot of correction yes so you know if you're arrogant maybe you don't know this but maybe people who know you (laughs) do do. arrogant people know that they're arrogant i don't know i don't know because i'm not one of them if I would know because someone would tell me my people my accountability partners and my spouse would tell me i'm arrogant Um, and if you don't have people in your life that can really tell you the tea on you, I think it's time to dig some deeper relationships, dig Mm -hmm. some deeper wells so that people can help you identify the areas of growth in your life. And 
someone who's humble would be able to accept that kind of criticism from a trusted source. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. So it's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. Yeah. I mean, I think a relationship can do a lot with compromise. And mm-hmm. like we said before, it's not compromising your values. Right. It's compromising your preferences. So, you know, Spencer and I want to go out to eat and I want to go to um, one restaurant and he wants to go to another. <laughs> I can't always have my own way. Yeah. It has to be a give and a take in a relationship on preferences. Yeah. If you're if you're always getting your way, then that is not a relationship. It's more of a you're the ruler like you're 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 the king you're not giving you're not giving <laughs> it's not giving <laughs> it's not giving relationships um but yeah and uh it's not irritable or resentful i really like that because i think this kind of goes back to what we were just talking about with rudeness of love is not it's not irritable and i love that word because i think that we give ourselves a lot of leeway of oh you're just irritating me Oh, I'm, you're, I'm irritated. And we use irritation almost as like a excuse of, well, I'm being mean to you or I'm being sharp to you or I'm not being kind to you because you're irritating me. But it's Mm -hmm. saying like love is not irritable. So in the moments that somebody does something to you that causes you to feel something where you're annoyed, you submit that feeling and be saying, okay, I understand that, you know, they might annoy me, but... I can't let myself be irritated by this person because that's not loving them. Yeah, and I think when you talk about love isn't irritable, that kind of puts it back on you. You are not so easily irritable. Mm -hmm. Like, are people getting under your skin with everything that they do? Or are you able to let some things kind of roll off your back a little bit? Right. Is every little thing getting to you? Maybe if you're dating, this isn't a good fit. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I think... It kind of puts it on you that you need to, like you're saying, like it, how people treat you, your attitude is a choice. Something I was always raised to believe. Yeah. Like things can happen around you. Things can happen to you, but how you choose to respond and your attitude is always your own choice. Absolutely. And I feel like what helps me in this is not being irritated is I think irritation falls a lot on thinking about yourself. So like if yeah. somebody does something, it's you're me, inconveniencing me, me and you make me feel a certain way, not because like it's wrong, but because I just think it's annoying. Right. And s- exactly. So what helps me with this specifically is I always will say like if somebody's doing something and they're annoying me or whatever is the case, I'll always think about them and it really helps me have perspective like, oh, you're you must be having a bad. It's giving the benefit of the doubt. You must be having a bad day. Oh, maybe you woke up late, didn't wake up to your alarm, and because of that, you were late to work, and because you were late to work, your boss chewed you out, and now your boss chewed you out, you're stressed about your job, maybe you'll get fired, and I'm talking to you on the phone, and Mm -hmm. you're coming off as sharp, and for me, I'm like, oh, it's easy for me not to get irritated in those moments, because I'm like, you must just be having a bad day, and that's like, that like giving people a break will help you out so much in your life of, of stress and and the less you think about yourself. So if you find yourself mm-hmm. being irritated a lot and, and bothered a lot, it's probably because you're not thinking about others as much. Yeah, you're really good at giving people the benefit of the doubt. 
Yeah, probably too too much at times. And I'm probably not, so we're a good balance. <laughs> we are good. <laughs> okay. It's not resentful too, though. Yes. Like I just think, I think maybe it goes on to say it doesn't keep a record of wrongs, but you know, when you've forgiven someone, you're choosing to forgive and kind of let that go. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that like anytime, you know, we mess up in our life and we bring this like and repent to Jesus Mm -hmm. that he doesn't come back with like, here's all the things that you did wrong. When we're forgiven, we're forgiven. And just how Jesus loves us is how we need to love people in general. So I think when you're resentful and you're bitter, it's because you're holding on to something that really is probably timed out and has no place there anymore. Listen, some marriages are, some marriages, people are holding things that the other person has done over their head for years and years and years. And that has no place in love according Mm -hmm. to scripture. And if you forgive something and, and somebody repents and you forgive, then you no longer can hold that over their head going forward. Right. And that becomes manipulation and that becomes you're now in the wrong. So if you're resentful in your marriage because he or she did something five, six years ago, that's not on them. That is on you because right. you made the decision to move on and now you have to move on and not be stuck where you were. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard pill to swallow. And forgiveness is a choice. It is. And if you choose it, then you have to live with your choice. You have to live with your decisions. Yeah. But also to say like, well, then I'm just not going to choose to forgive them. Well, biblically, and that's where we take all mm-hmm. of our point of views from, biblically, we're called to forgive people. 100%. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Verse six is it does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Amen. The truth will set you free. Yes, it will. So, I mean, sharing the truth, being truthful is uh, vulnerable and hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. But if you want a, a, you know, a really awesome, healthy relationship, you have to be willing to be a truth teller. One of the questions that we looked up earlier from our first segment was like, um, I think it was a question of, do you think that I've ever lied to you? I was like, oh, if you don't actually know the answer to that question or if mm-hmm. you're, you know, even questioning if that's true, I think, you know, we got some deep-seated issues there because I think when you have someone in the context of marriage, you know, or a relationship, someone that you're sharing your life with, yeah, they should, we're asking these questions like to be fun and to be cute and to get to know each other better, but really like my life is an open book to you. So mm-hmm. if there's dishonesty between us, if there's things that are, you know, even delayed being shared, that's not honesty. That's not telling the truth. That's not, you know, living your life, windows open, lights on, anything that I have is yours. Anything that there is about me, you can know it, you can ask it. So I think that's what love really is. Yeah. And if, if you're not telling the truth, then you are not in a real relationship. It's just a manufactured creation. Mm -hmm. It's not like a covenant that, that, God sees as a real relationship if you're just choosing to fake because that's what it is being fake yeah um and then the last one verse seven is love bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things I think just a positive perspective looking at future and longevity kind of like we talked about Mm -hmm. you know till death do us part yep however you interpret that in your vows when you get married um it endures, it hopes, it believes the best. Absolutely. And I think that when we talk about, you know, in our last episode about fighting fair and everything that you're doing is 
for a solution. It's mm -hmm. to come like a compromise. It's so that you can come together. So everything that you're doing needs to come to a purpose, believing that, you know, there's good to come at the end of whatever's happening. Yeah, that's that's really good. It's, you know, the key things here that circle bears, believes, hopes, endures, you know, so it's like you bear things together, mm -hmm. whatever life throws at you and you believe you have to have belief in your marriage. You have to believe that the best is yet to come. You have to believe that you can get over hardships. You have to believe that this is the person that God has willed you to be with. Um, hope is in the same category. You hope together, you dream, there's vision, there's purpose in it. And then it endures all things because there's seasons that are hard and seasons that you have to overcome things. And so I it feel endures like that's a good staple. All things. All things. Like bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. Like it's not just saying it's hopeful. You know, mm -hmm. I think the, even the tagline of every phrase is all things. So when you're facing difficult seasons, when you're facing, you know, difficult burdens together, love can conquer all of those things. Absolutely. And it's, if you don't have that, then you have selective belief. Mm -hmm. You have selective hope. And then it becomes, yeah, our marriage is great, but I don't think we'll ever get out of debt. Mm -hmm. Oh, or, you know, it's, you know, our, we're happy this month, but based on the past, I'm just waiting for, you know, something to drop and the next month is going to be hell on earth because we're going to be fighting. So it's like, are yeah. you selective in your love or are, do you have biblical love that, yeah, like you're saying, all things, believe, hope, endure, all things. Mm-hmm. All things. That was a church album that we had. <laughs> You're so right. What throwback. throwback. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's the whole verse. I yeah. thought that was awesome. I think, uh, you know, it's like what a what a standard to run after mm -hmm. because we, you know, we don't we haven't mastered it. Surely, but we try our best. We're on our way. <laughs> We're, on <laughs> We're our journeying way. together with all of you, our two crew. Thank you guys for tuning in with us today. It's so encouraging to hear your stories about people who are listening or watching and maybe things that you're learning or things that are new to you that we've talked about. Mm -hmm. um, we just love to hear from you guys. It's such a blessing to have you all. If you are enjoying the podcast, make sure that you leave a five-star review and a written review um, just to help push this out there so that more content can encourage other people in their relationships. Yeah. So we love you all. We're thankful. We're praying for you and we will see you next week on the podcast.